You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bible Plus. Today, we're going to be talking about Matthew 24. And Matthew 24 is one of the greatest chapters in the Bible related to end-time prophecy, and particularly to the Lord's second coming. So as believers, the Lord's second coming is very important to us because Jesus, he really will come back. And we, of course, hope that he would come back soon. So this is a key aspect of our faith as Christians, uh, his coming back that sustains us and gives us hope when our lives become more difficult, and it preserves us as we see the world become messier and darker and going away from God. So Christ's second coming is a huge part of our faith as Christians. It is a huge part of our faith as Christians. Now, in this chapter, the Lord gives us some outward signs of his second coming, and we don't want to be ignorant of the outward signs, but we don't want to be overly occupied by the outward signs either. As we see outward signs taking place in the world, this should motivate us to be ready for the Lord's coming back. The outward signs should motivate us to be ready for the Lord's coming back. Now, where does this chapter come from? Why does Jesus share this? Well, in verses 1 and 2 of this chapter, the Lord tells us that, uh, or the disciples, that Jerusalem will be destroyed, which occurred in AD 70. Then in verse 3, his disciples ask a question. They ask him, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the consummation of the age? Then the Lord gives a long and thorough response to this question, and his response is Matthew 24 and 25. Um, Now, because we only have a little bit of time, we'll only take a brief look at the first half of this chapter, verses 40 through 31, because they are concerned primarily with the nation of Israel. So verses uh, 4 through 14 are prophecies that, like I said, are are related to the nation of Israel. And the contents of these prophecies will take place from Christ's ascension to the consummation or the end of this age, which will be the Great Tribulation. And verses 15 through 30 are prophecies still referring to the nation of Israel, but the contents of these verses will take place during the Great Tribulation, which we can see from verse 15 in this chapter will be triggered, you could say, by Antichrist setting up his image, which is the abomination of desolation in the temple in Jerusalem, which of course implies that the temple has to be rebuilt. So that's verses 1 through 31 concerning the nation of Israel. Now, verses 32 through 51 are what we really want to pay attention to because here the Lord Jesus is speaking concerning the church. So this is the portion that concerns us and our readiness for the Lord's second coming. 
And there are two points in particular that I want to highlight in this section. And these are the two men and two women in verses 40 through 42, and the faithful and prudent slave in verses 40 through 51. And when we come to these parables, um, many Bible expositors believe that both parables refer to believers. Uh, Both parables, they believe, refer to believers. Uh, Because in verse 42, uh, the Lord says, in reference to the two men and two women, watch therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord comes. So both watch therefore and your Lord show that the two men and the two women in verses 40 and 41 are probably saved believers because the Lord wouldn't charge unsaved people to watch for his coming, nor is he the Lord of the unsaved. Uh, And then the slave in verses 45 through 51 is, is also a believer as indicated by the fact that he is appointed by the Lord in verse 45. And in verse 48, he calls the Lord my master and believes that the Lord is coming. So these portions, of course, are not referring to our eternal salvation, which the Bible tells us is once for all and eternally secure. Of course, once we're saved, we can never be unsaved. Uh, We can never, never be unsaved. But they're referring to whether or not we will receive a reward in the coming kingdom age. So I hope we could be helped by these parables to see what the Lord Jesus tells us as to how we should prepare ourselves for his coming. How, how we should prepare ourselves for his coming. So firstly, with the two men and two women, it's good to see that they are working in the field and grinding at the mill. Uh, They weren't fasting. They weren't praying, at least outwardly, and they weren't reading the Bible when one of them was taken. This indicates uh, that we shouldn't drop out of school. Uh, We shouldn't stop studying or stop working on account of the Lord's coming back. But while we take care of our daily necessities, we need to care for our hidden life with the Lord. We take care of our daily necessities, but we care primarily for our hidden life with the Lord. So we still do the normal things we have to do, but inwardly we can be telling the Lord Jesus that we love him and that our lives are for him. So when we learn to take care of our hidden personal life with the Lord, we are preparing ourselves for his coming. And this is also why it can be good to spend a little time with the Lord in the morning when we just take a few minutes in the Lord to be in the Word and to turn our hearts to the Lord, we cultivate our hidden life with Him and give Him the first place in our hearts every day. Secondly, we have the faithful and prudent slave in God's household. And the members of God's household are the believers, which we know from Ephesians 2.19, Uh, that the the members of God's household are the believers. And to give them food refers to ministering the word of God and ministering Christ as the life supply to the believers in the church. And, And we should be impressed by this point, that when we're with other believers, we've been appointed not just to give them biblical knowledge, but we want to give them food. 
We want to give them Christ. We should be like Paul in 2 Corinthians 3, who was not just a minister of the letter, but a minister of the Spirit. We don't want to just give people biblical knowledge for their mind, but we want to give them Christ. We want to give them the Word of God as their spiritual food to satisfy their spiritual hunger. So this is a practical way the Lord has given us to be ready for His coming. So I hope this would help us see that we don't want to be ignorant of the outward signs concerning the Lord's second coming, but these signs should motivate us to live a life in which we are not distracted from the Lord by the daily necessities of our lives, but as we take care of our daily necessities and our normal human responsibilities inwardly, we have a hidden life with the Lord in which we love Him We care for his presence and we let him make his home in our hearts a little bit more every day. Also, we feed the other believers by ministering Christ to them, by ministering the word of God to them. Thank you all so much for joining today. And I hope you have a wonderful day together with our wonderful Lord Jesus.